Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. mean if I'm addicted to my vibrator. <laughs> All the thoughts you're thinking but not saying. We are two radio chicks who talk shit on this podcast about thoughts you're thinking but not saying. It's filled with so many amazing, so many inspiring, talented, hilarious chicks. Coming up this app. You know what, at the end, and the secret part of me was like, success is my best revenge and the only revenge I want. So there's a little big F you in there. Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Hello for another week. What's up, our posse? Welcome. Now, I'm drinking a water um, that's got three teaspoons of vitamin C in, and I wonder if it's like the equivalent of having like a V. Because it's making me feel a bit uh, lightheaded. Really? Because I'm like, you know, when you, I, I see my mum when she used to have to have colonoscopies because my nana died of bowel cancer. This is getting pretty heavy. Yeah, fast. I was like, where's this going? But I mean, can't help how she died. And so she um, died of bowel cancer. So mum has always had to have a lot of colonoscopies to make sure to check because obviously it's hereditary. What's that got to do with the vitamin well, C? Well, I would watch her drink this drink. Which you're not allowed to do anything for I don't know twelve hours. Oh, or something. does it clear you out? Yeah, yeah, and she would just you. She would just always look so sick as a kid. Now I feel like I'm walking around with the colonoscopy drink because it's just vitamin C in it. Is that what? Is that what the Taste drink? It. Is it? It's it just like three that. little vitamin C powder put into water. See, I only have the chewable tablets. I don't have the drinkable. The but you always say this stronger. is better. Yeah. Oh, it's quite yummy. You always find that stuff. No, but I, I love. Think cause it's, I mentally know in my head. It's healthy, but I drink. But I drink. Um, I drink hydrolytes and those yeah, kind of things do. because I love the saltiness. Because often I do feel really thirsty, so I was smashing hydrolytes even when you, even when I wasn't sick. Which is like you have after gastro or traveling a lot. If you're really yeah. dehydrated with the yeah. electrolytes, or people do them when you're I just, been drinking. Yeah, I just get. I just get home and because I, I don't know, I don't really drink that much soft drink, so I get home and I just smash a few hydros. A few. Yeah. Put Chuck two in there. Yeah. One of my friends wow, now. Your house. Wow, wow. One of my friends takes out, and this is actually not great. But she takes out a whole thing of hydrolytes as she goes out drinking. So she'll be like sometimes double parked with a champagne, and then also a, a glass of water with a couple of orange hydrolyte tablets in Jesus. there to preempt how she'll feel the next day. Wow. So we jo- always joke that her family has shares in it because her whole family do it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the same as having a glass of water. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I hope you guys are well. How are you? Let us know. Uh, private messages on our Facebook. You can find us. A lot of you are finding us on uh, Instagram private message. It's like everybody's mm. figured out how to fucking use it all of a sudden. Yeah, and fair body call because it's quite 
difficult to use until you get a message and it pops up with the notification. Yes. Now, if you were floating around our Instagram a few weeks ago, because by the time you hear this, it'll be a few weeks ago, but it actually is today. We were having a meeting earlier to discuss some uh, events we're doing whoop, towards whoop. the end of the year. So make sure you are following us on Facebook or and Instagram um, because there's some giveaways and yeah. other cool things that you might want to do with your besties uh, leading into the end of the year as a bit of a get together. It's so exciting because mm. everybody does that, right? They're like, hey, before everyone has this freak out about Christmas, whether you need to do everything in your life before Christmas hits. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's one day we sit down with some ham and champagne with friends. So instead of worrying about the Christmas lunch with you girls, we'll yeah. have you covered. We're coming for you. Yeah, it's T- very good. TBC. All right, let's get to the show. Um, we are two chicks who talk thoughts you're thinking but not saying or we're thinking but not saying on this podcast and uh, and also on a national night show across the country on the Kiss Network from 7 till 9. This week, uh, this particular guest has an incredible story um, and one which we've got a zillion questions mm. for because when you go through something like this, it is very unique to how you come out on the other side and, of course, is courageous and, and quite incredible but you you don't speak to many people that necessarily mm. go through stuff like this. Um, this woman is a motivational speaker and an author. She's written the book Worth Fighting For. And in 2012, Dana was attacked by a woman um, who was kind of stalking her, basically broke into the apartment and doused her in methylated spirits and set her on fire. So she has just suffered some severe fucked up burns all across her body and has written a book about her journey. So you can check it out. Uh, Facebook, We Heart Dana Vulin, um, if you want to check her out. Or Instagram, Dal- Dana Vulin. Dana, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Um, how do you go with intros like that? Like, are you, when you're doing uh, stuff like this, mm. is it, are you proud to be where you are because of what happened? Or is it oh. one of those things where you're kind of over that being a part of your story? No, look, I'm so proud of where I am now. What I, like, I'm not proud that it happened to me, obviously, but I'm proud that I've, how I've come out of it and how much I've transformed and how hard I've worked. Uh, it's, the intros, it's one of those things that I feel like I'm such an excitable, happy person that when I hear those intros, I'm like, oh, it just sounds so, like, grim and sad and, like, pity party, and it's just not who I am in personality. And although it's the facts and it was my life, it just doesn't resonate with my personality in my mind. It's so much but, so yeah. like when people go through mm. some trauma or abuse or other things, you know, the first thing they say, and, and I can relate to this in the past, you're not defined by that event. You know, it's no. so important because you, you start to think that it creates this whole kind of identity about yourself when something fucked up happens where actually you were a whole person before that happened and you're a yeah. whole person after. The thing is, I don't think it, but I think other people define you as it. Like, of course, yeah, of course. Like more-minded yeah. people, but there are people out there just can't get their head around well, Everyone it. wants to put you in a box. Well, Dana, if, it, if uh, anything, it defines you more because your resilience and, as you say, you're a really happy, positive, light person to have gone through the kind of stuff that you've gone through, which, I don't know, there's there's not very many people that are experiencing that kind of hardship, physical and mental, emotional pain. To then still be who you were before this kind of went down is in itself even more and amazing. our listeners have 30 minutes to get to know yes. you. So tuck, tuck yourself right in because the intro is just the beginning, people. Just the beginning. Dana, we've already spoken before this and she's got a few things to add, let me tell you. Yeah, are. Um, all right, let's do a contents and get out the headlines of what we want to speak about this week. Merce, you want to start? What do you want to... Yeah, I want to talk about a realisation that I've had today that friends that you make later in life or as an adult in a way actually know you way better 
um, because they know you as who you are right now mm. versus friend mates that you've might have had since high school or primary school? Yeah, it's interesting. I've had a few. I've lived both. It's it's a funny one. Mm. I think that friends sometimes that you've known for a long time have you in their heads as high school person. And I'm and I have really struggled with mm. that in the past. Mm. Um, but anyway, I'm seeing it in a really different light, in a really positive way in that anyway i'm gonna stop talking because i'm gonna save all that um uh donna you want to give us a headline of what you want to bring yeah i think i'll talk about um harsher penalties tougher penalties for um people who put someone on set someone on fire yeah it's full stop yeah Uh, yeah Yeah. okay (laughs) very good headline very good succinct makes a lot of sense um, yeah. I want to talk about the fact that I went to uh, a conference a few weeks ago, Endoactive. We do a lot of um, a lot of uh, promotion of what they do on our show and on this podcast, um, which create awareness, information, av- advocacy for endometriosis. But the interesting part was there's so many different elements to it, and one of them was covering sex life. And there was a sexologist there where I learned about how women who suffer from low libidos, whether it's from endo or for just any reason at all. Yeah, I'm listening. Need yeah. to make an erotic library. What? And I what will I an am, erotic library. I will I can't explain. Wait to, I, I am explain. so intrigued. All right, well, I'll give you at the I end. I feel like I have one already. Do you? Well, excellent. Excellent. I don't you even what? Know what it is. A library or a li- oh. Well, don't guess what it is. We'll do, okay, we'll do that right. in a bit. Donna, as the guest of the show, um, we do have Philip the, the duck who will rein us all in. So we'll each do have a chance to talk about our gem and, and discuss them together. But let's kick it off with you, babes. Get ready because here I come. Missed anything from the Thinker Girls this week? Don't worry. We've been waiting for you at the Thinker Girls com.au to catch up. Okay, so um, well, obviously you've introduced what's happened to me and I was set on fire and I think that because I have such a huge network of survivors all around Australia, I go to Burns Retreats to teach about heaps of the um, procedures and treatments that I've done to get me where I am now. Burns Retreats? Just so, just for our listeners though, I think as well, we should probably know in real short so we can get onto the good stuff, but what happened to you? Okay, all right. So, I mean... In 2012, um, a woman and a man broke into my apartment. I'd been getting stalker calls from this girl harassing me for three weeks plus, telling me she was going to ruin my pretty little face, and my face was such an issue for her. And um, on the early hours of February 16th, uh, so they broke into my apartment while I was sleeping on the couch, and um, we got into a huge verbal fight. And Did you know this woman, escalated. Donna? Never met her. Never met her at all. Oh, my God. Yeah, so she thought that I was having an affair with her ex-husband, who I came out in court. He never even had my phone number. I never had his. We never even spoke. We never. I met him one time at the casino, and that's it. But I also would later on find out that she was stalking three other women, doing the same thing to three other women. Okay. It wasn't right. like it was she's not, not well. like a, not well. Not exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so, yeah, we got into a huge verbal fight, and she doused me in methylated spirits and set me on fire, and. Her and this guy watched me burn alive and laughed and then fled through the back. And um, I remember I instantly stopped, dropped and rolled. And, oh, uh, yeah, of course. You remember, you remember like, yes. cut care comes to all WA schools and teaches us about it's five. True. Yeah. So my brain automatically went into safety mode and I just stopped, dropped and rolled. And by the time I got up and stopped, dropping and rolling, then I feel so stupid and ignorant for doing this, even though, you know, you hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, I was ten times worse on fire. I literally look like that guy from Fantastic Four, you know, that fire guy. Oh my god. Be- why? Uh, yeah, because was, because it was pulling I the skin the off. Flames. All I did was no, all I did was spread the flames when I stopped and rolled. 
spread the chemicals. Well, what else? I mean, what else do you do? That's the only thing. You go I... straight. Uh, this is my next point. Yeah, you go straight underwater, um, cool water. And so, and at that point, I screamed so loudly for help that the guy in the whole entire high rise next door, not in the same building, in a whole another building, was working out in the gym. He had heard me coming to the building, and it was my butler that got me into the shower. And so he was he, so calm oh and kind. God, He's wow. a hero. He's how long, my how long had it been since that point from the time that you were first set alight to the, the time that he came in and put you under the shower? Maybe a minute and a half. Wow. Um, and then the ambulance got to my house two minutes after he called. And then four minutes after that, I was at the hospital. So six minutes from the time of the call, um, I was at the hospital. And I still died the second and third night. Good Lord. So, yeah. Um, and then I spent, obviously, years and years in intensive recovery. I wore a mask for three years and a garment for three years. Mm-hmm. I slept sitting up on a crucifix for two and a half years with arm splints, wrist splints, elbow splints, palm splints, neck brace, mouth brace. Um, and then during the day, I had two separate splints for flexion. And then at the ripe old young age of 27, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer at the same time as going through all my treatments and operations and oh my wearing my garments. Um, I drew like a massive public trial. Um, it was probably one of the most, uh, probably the biggest public trial in WA. Yeah, and right. um, yeah, it was just a lot. It was a lot to deal with. But in uh, like, what, what was the if there was one thing that you said, okay, I had I went back to this. Was it was it? Are you spiritual? Like, what? Where were you going at that time? What do you mean I went back to this? Was so there somewhere that you... Solace to like pull where, you through. Yeah, was there music? Was there some kind of... Was there something? It definitely help us. Family. 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 Um, okay, yeah. And it's one of those things like, how dare I not fight and give it my everything yeah. with my family fighting so hard for me and literally yeah. sacrificing their life. And wow. the surgery, thank you and appreciation and um, the gratitude I have for the emergency department and the hospital system and the justice, but mostly my family. And I, you know what? At the end, and the secret part of me was like, Success is my best revenge and the only revenge I want. So there's a little big F U in there. Yeah. Um yeah. so yeah, I think that there was kind of something inside me that was like no one's gonna see me fall except for me. Yeah. Um and then if you quickly fast forward five years now I've made the biggest sperms transformation in the world. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so where are we at now? What's the, what's the next fight for Donna? Like where, (laughs) so this is really where your kind of passion sits at the moment is changing the sentencing for people that, that burn people basically. Yes. Yeah. So we're seeing it, we're seeing the UK are starting to, um, implement, um, burn force, but we're seeing it in Ohio and America as well. Um, they've just got a duties law where they've got uh, six years extra, um, mandatory on your sentence if you, um, use an accelerant to set someone on fire. And can I so, ask, what, where is that currently at in, in Australia, Dana? Like, so is I'm, there, is there any law? For, no, there is none. And you know, I'm going to be practical about what I'm asking for. I'm putting in submissions for not a, a complete new Burns Law, specific Burns Law, but um, maybe an amendment to the Grievous Body Harm with Intent Act and then a mandatory extra sentence for using an accelerant. Yeah, because, so then, like I said, because it's um, kind of this a, other level of... Decision oh, it's, it's next level, level like it's, yeah. and it's it's a psyche behind it. It's so it's, it's yeah, of course it is. Way, it's right? like this. Um, um, it's like what you imagine people want to do, like the villains in real evil movies. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I've even had people from jail write to me who have stabbed someone and been like, "This is next level." 
you know, like it is a next level crime and I feel like it needs a next level sentencing. And the thing is, I do have such a huge support network of survivors all around Australia that I go and visit and teach my, like, um, my treatments and procedures to. And it is so common, but there's so many, it's not everyone's cases like plastered over the media and there are a lot of people yeah. who don't want to talk about it or embarrassed or scared of their assailant. So it's like, it's happening, and what I want to—I want to know what we're we all waiting for. We're we waiting for more burns, because whether you're burnt or not, or you're a family member of a burnt person, guess what? Everyone is affected. All your taxpayers' money—the amount of money that goes into a shift one recovery into a recovery—is absolutely mind-blowing. There's taxpayers' money on the justice system. There's the hospital system. There's the, you know, the emergency, the doctors, and it is huge. The amount of money that goes into survivors' recovery. What's, is what's the kind of what's the kind of fight look for for you to do this? Because to us, that just sounds like it makes it sense. It should be common sense. Yeah, right. Yeah, no so, shit. so how hard well, is it to get this? Common sense should be called uncommon sense, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But uh, it is. It's a big. It's a big ask. But um, I'm a determined person, and uh, all I can do is try and keep trying. Like I'm, I'm professional at it. Like so Donna, where is hailing. it? Where is it at currently? Like where is where is the fight at? You drafting submissions? Can you say that again? You're drafting submissions? Yeah, yeah, drafting submissions. Yeah, with a lawyer. Yeah. Okay, okay, right. And that costs you money. Uh yeah. Okay, so no one does that. Um, for what's it called? For no, pro bono? Pro bono yeah. I'm, no. Oh no, I'm, I'm getting a discount. But okay. it's something that I'm doing because I'm passionate about it. I know, but I think it's important that people understand when people do these things, especially with people in media, mm. you're kind of looked upon like you are a bit invincible. Or you'll have all this help. You'll have. But I think it's important for people to get that the reality of it. You know, in the end, you 100. percent uh, you know, you you will be even if it's a small amount, you're out of pocket to try and do good. Yeah, like I think it's important. You're slammed in your face. Yeah, you, I think everyone, it's important. You know, someone emailed me writing, I think that you should not barrack for laws um, or harsher penalties. In fact, you should you should like get behind bringing in guns because if you had had a gun in Australia, then this would have been a different story. And I just think, where do people's minds go? Like, I'm just trying to trying to stay in my lane, and then you just. You just can't you can't please anyone it, for starters. But I do not fight so hard for my life. Do not fight for what I believe in. Do you this feel like Donna? Do you feel like? And it's a horrific thing to have to go through to figure out what your life's work is. But do you feel like? Do you feel yes, like? I do. Do you feel like this? This is your calling. This is what you were put yep. on this earth to do to go through and to help others. One hundred percent. I feel like that little data spark I've always had in my eye has always been for this. You know, I've always been crazy wild, and I think I had to go at my recovery like a crazy wild person. You have to be not sane to put yourself through that extra level of pain. So mm. I think that that has definitely helped. Yeah, right. Far out. And yeah. and so when you say so, you're now as a an actual career, you treat and teach people that have suffered different techniques and and um and ways. I do that as a passion. That's not a career. That's a volunteer. Okay. And okay. Time, my right. time. And so then, what happened? Um, as a career, I'm a speaker. Okay. So yeah, you make right. your main speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And what do you speak about? Um, it depends. Like, it depends where I'm speaking. Like, I speak to, about girls with obviously self confidence issues, yeah, anti right. bullying. Well, I'm a result of another couple's domestic violence, cancer survivor. Obviously, I'm, I speak about, you know, resilience and determination. And it's just, yeah, I think my story really encompasses. Bit of a lot. Life, yeah. a We're ticking a lot of boxes here. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. If you've yeah. got a mass speaker manager and you're like, all right, uh, expertise here, uh, yeah, we've got cancer, uh, we've got, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, have you heard of Donna? She can basically do everything. She's, 
she's yeah. been but through it is, the long but it, yeah bad. yeah but it's it is wonderful. interesting it is interesting to know Dana and to and to ask those those questions as, as Stace asked before which was you know how do you actually make your money because do you you know like if you see you doing amazing work and working with other burns victims as somebody that oh, would that's see all free that's passion yeah there's no there's no extent involved I, I I raise money for charities I don't I don't, I don't, I'm not rich. I don't have lots of money. I, um, I'm passionate. So it's completely different. Yeah, it's, yeah, good it's amazing. Good to know. Reckon the girls are over sharers? Wait till you see them on Snapchat. <laughs> see what goes down behind the scenes. Follow the Thinker Girls on Snapchat. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, okay, Philip has gone off. Um, and I want to share a realisation that I had today, actually, as I was catching up with a mate, a mate of ours, Rach. Um, I saw her this morning and I, I don't know, it just kind of came to me when we were sitting there for a coffee where I was like, shit, Rach actually knows, she knows me as I am now, as in Christy today, as I stand, way How long have you better. Ah, oh, just over a year. So it's like a new newish friendship, like it's an a, an adult friendship that I haven't mm. I haven't known her growing up. I haven't yeah, known just her to through give high everyone school. An idea. Almost two years. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, almost two years. Yeah, yeah. Um, she would know me better than a lot of the people that I've known since high school, or mm. I've got friends that I've known since primary school, mm. or you know for over a decade, or family friends. Some you know, even in particular, some family members. I'm like I've she never, would know me I've, way more intimately I've, than they would. I've never understood this idea that we have a society, particularly girls, or and actually no, it's got girls and guys about this high school friendship expectation. I've never quite got it. Because if you think about it, why would it make sense for someone to know you more just because of time? Like I am a person that preaches this but then also has two best friends who I've known since I was 12. I'm, I'm, a, I'm on both sides of the fence. So am I. But I think... So it's, I think really it's like, you know when you get those jokes and banter, like you can say one word and it's, you've got, you know what you each other... But this is the thing, about. and this is why I had this realisation. It's You've just rejigged my memory there, Dana. It's because we were talking about going through my... My, my breakup um, with my partner Zane. We've been together for about nine years, and I said, I said one of the hardest things that I'm, you know, really struggling to come to to grips with is the fact that nobody will ever know me as well as he knows me. Nobody will get the personal jokes. Nobody will get this kind of secret language that you build with somebody yeah. after knowing yeah. them so mm. intimately for such a long time. Like, it's like you study them. You spent nine years studying each other and mm. then you learned it and you mastered it and now what? It's crazy. Like we could sit at dinner or in a group of people and the way that he would move his eyes or tilt his head or he could say one word, three o'clock, and I'd be like, 
I, I would know exactly what the fuck he was on about, right? And there have been plenty of times, and it's all very new, only the last, you know, couple of weeks that this has all gone down, but where I go to say certain things or I'll go to point something out or go to say something that only he would understand and there's this kind of pang of sadness that I have in my heart where I'm like, fuck, that's oh, yeah. no one's going to no one's gonna get this and I was explaining this to Rach, mm. the friend that we're talking about. And she and she brought up and we started talking about the friendship thing and she's like, Yeah, yeah, but there'd be certain things that you do now that only that only I would kind of know about. And I was like, Oh my God, you're right. And I think for a lot of years of my life, having kind of lived away from my friendship group, um, and I your high school friendship group. My high school. We need to redefine this. Even my friend to me said to me today, I'm catching up with the girls on the week and I'm like who were the girls? And she goes, and I said, as in the Arve girls, like where we go to school and she, where we went to school. Yeah. Can I remind you, almost 20 years ago? <laughs> and, um, well, not that long, but it feels, you know, we started. And it, and I said, she goes, yeah. And I go, oh, okay. Because she's got also a thousand different groups of friends. Yeah. It's like this weird thing that carries on that then also makes you doubt all your new friendships or so doubt making new friends. But don't forget about all the things that, like, you have that you remind, like, you can say one word and you get you click. But what about all the things that, like, you that used to annoy you about them that you don't have to say anymore? And like, so those, true. And right. And that is why I started. Well, that's pros and cons but that's why I started looking at this in a really positive way. Because for a lot of years of my life, I feel like there's been that safety blanket of the, you know, quote unquote, the girls or my high school friends, where I've been quite closed emotionally and lived in different places, haven't opened up myself to meet new people or make new friends because I'm like, nah. I'm sorted, guys. I've got my friends. But then if you, and if you don't have that, then you don't have new stories. That's right. And then, But then, in a way, there are also friends that I love and adore but who will also still forever view me as who I was when I was 19 years old or who I was when I was 21. And, you know, as you, as you get older and as you grow as a person, I have found that in the past quite frustrating when I'm like, no, um, that's not who I am anymore. Like, not that I've actually explicitly said it out loud, but that in a way, I think that's a really lovely way of looking at things that you can define with new friendships and new relationships in your life, exactly who you are now without that past stuff that you've kind of outgrown. I think it is a bit of a, I think it is all. Also just a bit of a commitment to growing together though. So as I said, yeah. two of my best mates are from when I was 12. But if I met them tomorrow, I would be friends with them again mm. because we've grown together. So it's not that you can't necessarily keep that, but it's that so many women or people, I, keep, I don't know why I keep saying girls, but I can just think of girl groups because I went to a girl's school and girls group stuff. Uh, they get so complacent in this high school friendship. Like we're supposed to just be friends forever and stop doing the work. So I'm not saying you can't be friends and have those new connections with old friends because you can, but it's actually about the work that you put into it. But let me just also say on the twist of that, with Rach and your new friendships, you still can put people in boxes. Like I would classify you as new, not new still, but like compared to 12 years old, I haven't known you forever. But a lot of, I'm feeling already a lot of people are very, it's also very different for people, for me to be in a relationship because I've always been the single girl for a lot of people. And I've noticed that, that it's also one of those things where, oh, well, that is how I saw you and that makes me, that makes me comfortable. And I'm not saying anyone in particular, but it's a mindset that can happen even when you're in new friendships or old friendships. It's actually just about the way people feel 
comfortable with who you, they need you to be. Mm. Yeah. 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 And I think in, and I do, yeah, I agree with that. Cause I think in a lot of ways, I, I wasn't putting in time or effort or love mm. or, or accepting the growth of myself or other people in those friendships. I was like, you know, we're sorted. We, you know, we don't talk. I don't really put in the effort. I don't really know what's actually going on in your life, but I'll catch up with you in a couple of weekends time and it'll just go back to normal. And I think I relied on that past yeah. and that history. I think everybody does because for, of this whole a lot. high school for life yeah. bullshit. It's like on Survivor, you know, Sanatu or whatever the tribe is, forever. It's like bullshit. You're going to merge eventually and then you're going to fucking back off and go and try and win. Like it's just unrealistic. Yeah. And so, Dana, you were saying you've got two lots of friends. So you've got newer friends and older friends. Well, I'm a kind of ride or die girl. Like I've got all my friends, but um, but they're all old school. But it's one of it's it's you know you're saying you don't want people to view it a certain way. As old as I get, or as many lessons as I learn, I am the exact same person as I was when I was a kid. I am so young at heart and crazy. Um, so it's not really I don't really mind if someone views me the same because I kind of am the same. But yeah. also, I feel really blessed to have met the people that I have now. It's just a really good surprise. Mm. Um. But any relationship, whether it's sister, cousin, uncle, dog, best friend, boyfriend, takes work on both parties. And That's I think yeah. the people that, whether it's they're old or new, they're all willing to put the work in. And, and I've always put the work in. And I think I make the choices about the people who do the work. I think so too. And I say this always to anyone that comes with me when they're fighting with a friend or someone they love. I said, are they worth the work is the first question you ask. Because if they are, then you can go in and see if they're working and you will fight for them. But you need yeah. to define every day. It might be different. It might have been different a year ago. But are they worth the work today? Are they worth fighting for? And it could be just something small. But you've got to ask yourself that first. Don't hang on to relationships because they're longevity. Like, are they worth it today? And if the answer is yes, then go for it. And are they investing as much as you're investing? Then, yeah. you know, and then if not, you need to talk about that. Especially in the group scenario, that can get a bit skewed, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, because you're like, oh, it's always been the the three of us. And then if you, there's only two of them that you feel are, though, are worth fighting for. It's like, oh, well, I've got to fight for the other one, even though she's not putting back in the work for me, because that'll be weird because it's always been us three or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think. Yeah. I made a, a line. It's an interesting, it's a characteristic, super, 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 super insecure kind of manipulative girls. Mm. I'm out, out. Mm. straight out. I'm out too. I'm out too. And you know, out. I call people poppers. Um, and that's such out. a weird, that is so crazy that you said that. Like, I say that to people when they're like, because if you're so insecure and you can't make up your mind, you you generally tend to, and I am, I'm categorizing here people, I don't actually think this for every specific person who's insecure or like, you generally say things to please somebody else so you can never actually, I want someone who's going to ride or die with me and be passionate, stand up for me even when I'm not around and vice versa. And I feel like people insecure don't have enough of a voice to really say much, so they're flip-floppers, and I can't do flip-floppers. I think the thing, too, is is that you get to know a person, and sometimes people can be insecure for periods of their life, you know, like they move or they lose their job or they go through a breakup. You know, obviously you're going to be acting different ways. And trust me, I've had some of my very best mates that have fucking turned and just I've been like, you're being a real cunt. (laughs) Um, But but I know who you are. Like, and I know who you are. 
I know? won't be treated like shit, but I I'm gonna I'm gonna stick around at a distance, but I'm gonna stick around. But you can trust that their truth and what they're saying is actually the truth. You give them the time. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the thing. I give them. I, I will fight for and give the time for those. It's like that question: Is this person worth fighting for? And then you say, Yeah. yeah. So it's actually you're being a bit of a fuck. Like my title of my book is worth fighting for. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, beautiful tie-in. Beautiful time. Segway. Thank you. Thank you, you can buy it online, PS. Well done, Dana. We heart Dana Vullen on yeah. Facebook. V-U-L-I-N, yeah. please. You're already in the Thinker Girls posse. Now let's make it Facebook official. Just search the Thinker Girls on Facey, Insta and Snapchat. Okay. I I'm wanna, so excited to hear about this I want to talk about the erotic library. Now, if you are a chick that's, um, I don't know, felt like there is, you know, low libido for many, many reasons. You might be tired. You might be sick. Mm-hmm. In, my, in this case where I went to endoactive, a lot of people that have endometriosis, of course, it's the last thing you fucking feel. In Dana's experience, you know, she can barely move because she's been burnt. She, that's not exactly what she's thinking of doing no. at those times. There's lots of different reasons. And one of the interesting things that this sexologist was talking about in regards to endometriosis, but I thought that it was so relevant for everyone, was that the first thing you can do to try and awaken your libido is build your exotic library. Erotic? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're if you going. Want books we're going on Africa. I, we're going to Morocco. Library. Anyway. <laughs> we're go to Morocco. No, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Either or, either or. Depending erotic. on your mood. I really yeah, sold yeah. that in strong, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You backed yeah, yeah. it. I was. I actually questioned whether to question it. Yeah, good one. But I had to <laughs> Thank because because I'm a ride or die yeah. kind of friend. Yeah, good one. <laughs> Good one. That's why you're my gal. Um, because not many people could go up against this. Um, so, yeah, Erotic Library is basically exactly what it kind of, I guess, sounds like, but it's in your head. Oh, so, because I was thinking, are like you talking like. Are you talking Basically. porn? Are you talking like Fifty Shades of Grey? But this is the thing. Why are we going straight to porn? Forget porn for a second. Just forget porn. Somehow we've taught, we're taught that porn is the way to sex. It is not. <laughs> uh, we need to pull it back. So the idea is that you take it back, get rid of the porn part, and then go back to having an idea with your imagination of yeah. what will turn you on. So every single night you go home mm. and, you know, you might be hopefully he's asleep or she's asleep or you're by yourself. For many, many, many years I was on my own. So I would be thinking of things all the time and imagining just as I would be of my dream job, I would be thinking of my dream kind of sex dream. I would try and think of things that would turn me on So you had head. an erotic library without even realising that that was a thing? Oh, it's not. Yeah, but it's not very easy. I didn't have many, I didn't have many movies in there. You know, not many, not many options. Yeah, I've got to go to, yeah. Um, so, but they cannot be porn. They need to be. Yeah, it's like fantasies though, isn't it? I'm yeah. not thinking of porn. I'm just saying, because yeah. you are a very porn driven person. <laughs> and it's, it's I am, not. So I haven't watched porn in a really long time. But it is important. You can incorporate porn, this woman was saying, but you really need to try and get the basics of what turns you on without those thoughts because you're kind of, when you look at porn, it's easy to get off. You kind of, someone else is giving you their thing and you're already stimulated from their story. So is it usually you're always picturing yourself in the fantasy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 100%. It's always not something yourself. else. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. what you are, what's turning you on, what they're doing to you, what you're doing to them. But it's, it is a fantasy and it's, it's, it's an erotic library that begins to awaken, I suppose, things that you desire. Mm. 
And when are you visiting and going through the books in your erotic library? Like it, Whenever during, you want. So it's not even just during, you know, self-pleasure or sex or it can just nope. be at any point where you have a little bit of a fantasise about what's going on in there. If you're bored during the day and you're in a really shitty meeting, mm. think of it then. Because what I've learnt from all of, you know, the sexologists we've spoken to and the work that I've done it's really important to activate your sexual energy regularly so you're not leaving all the pressure on one time that your partner yeah. wants to have sex and then you're like, fuck, I've got to wake it up. Mm. And then you yeah. haven't thought anything erotic. You haven't felt sexy in a week. And then you've got to try and evoke everything in your energy, your kind of vagina energy and your erotic energy on go, they're already way ahead of you when it comes to if you're sleeping with a man. Yeah. So you are so fucking far behind in ability to be turned on that you go to vibrators or you go to other things or you do things as I quick think that I, I, was, I was doing that all the time naturally. And I think I'd, in, my, in my car time when I'm driving or listening to music. Start And you start thinking then. Yeah. Oh, so you've always been doing this, Dana. Incredible. Yeah, I'm saying it's just like I'm a pretty horny person, so. That's why um, I, that's what the jade egg helped with me. So the jade egg is like a stone that you put up your vagina. It's got healing properties, but it also strengthens your pelvic floor. Look it up online. Tara O does amazing jade eggs courses if you're interested. But it's, um, it is one of those things as well that for me, the biggest shift with it was presence of that area. So feeling, so feeling that your vagina is actually holding something. Yes, and yeah. just taking energy to that place that's not just about peeing or pooping. It's actually a sexual energy space because if you look at it real spiritually, we wear a lot of our shit around our hips and our kind of um, fertility part and our vagina. Well, it's the part that defines you as a woman too, right? But we right? turn it off yeah. and then wonder why we can't instantly turn it off when it comes to having fun. So it needs to be more of a, an experience where we can easily turn on and off in our minds in our day-to-day lives, not in the bedroom, not late at night, not when you're about to have sex. That's so interesting. Because, uh, yeah, you're right. I think a lot – but I think a lot of a lot of societies kind of told, told us that sex is, you know, all those kind of thoughts or being turned on or being horny is kind of kept for that particular one time. And and then it comes out and then it gets put back away and you've pretended it's not really happening. And it's always in the bedroom. Why is the bed the place to have sex? Yes, it's bigger and you can lay around on it. It's comfortable, it's so I guess. It's commercial. I hate, but it's I hate ridiculous. Around the bed. It's boring. When my boyfriend and I first started having, like, you know, we were first together, I could see in his face he was kind of like, oh, the couch. And I was like... Fuck yes, the couch, the fucking kitchen table, the fucking stairwell, if that's where it's going to happen. And the floor, oh, the grass. Like, yeah, it's no, like I'm all for that. game on. But it's also just that you're giving somebody that that opportunity where you say fuck yes is is really liberating for everybody, you know? So Spontaneity has is that, something yeah. really is, attractive to me as well. So I think not rather than the planned bed thing, the spontaneity yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, But when you start thinking about it outside of those parameters... You will be able to be more spontaneous. You, you can, yeah yeah. 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 And have a joke with your friend. Like if you're thinking, no way I could do that in a meeting, try and then message your friend and say, I did it today when, you know, so-and-so was talking at this conference. Lol. You're the only one that knows. You're sharing it with, you know, whoever you want to share it with. Do it with your partner and say, I, I had a fantasy about three weeks ago when we had that hot sex and we haven't had it since, but I thought about it today. You know, um, or just do pelvic floor muscles to kind of awaken and remember that your fucking yeah, yeah, vagina yeah, is that's existing. That's, yeah. you know, that's another thing. Life.
But the erotic library is a very no, interesting I'm all for that. beginning step. Beginning step. Try and keep all the the ideas of porn and movies and and toys out of that part because I'm not saying they're bad, but just for this particular exercise, try and keep it to your feelings and emotions and desires. It can get a bit diluted, so mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. And I become think aggressive. Because I think in the in I really we've got to wrap this I've up. I've had but, heaps of fantasies where I yeah. kind of like Photoshop my face onto other things, and, and, and without even realizing that it's something that I saw, uh, you know, forever ago in a movie or on uh, like in porn from years ago or something. You that's you not you, connecting. Yeah, to it. you think that it's something that you've actually fantasized about, but in fact, it's not yours at all. It's not, and therefore, it's not coming from what you desire. Mm. It's coming from what you're told to desire. You need to find out what you desire. And that's why a lot of people go, you know, yeah, it's fun to dress up and be sexy and all that, but everybody thinks that's what you should do to turn things up. You've got to find what you desire to turn up. Not to mention it's going to be way easier if you're with a partner or somebody new in the bedroom that you can access and be more um, authentic in yeah, yourself, authentic yeah. and comfy with saying what you like and what turns you on and what you want because it's not something that you've been you know but kind of banishing from your brain. It's something you visit on the reg. And trust me, your sex life is open, wide open. If you start thinking yeah. about it from your place, not from what you're told to think. Mm, yeah, very good. Thank you. No, Fuck. I like that. It was a real gem. I wrote it down. You can see I've got the notes yeah, here. You've got I notes was like, there. make co- oh a good gem. It was a good one. Oh, it's just a lesson. I was like, fuck, I need to tell everyone I've ever met about this. No, it's good. Um, I wish I had the name of the sexologist on. I should have quoted her. Um, Yeah, I will have to find a name and, and tell you guys some other way. No, I like that. I like, as you say, that it's practical too. You don't yeah. need to buy anything. You don't need to spend any money. You no. can just do it right now. And it's just a beginning part. But if yeah. you are feeling like I've got no fucking libido, a lot of the issues as well as a lot, a lot of people on antidepressants, it's tricky. You've got to try and find the light in the grey sky in that mm. situation. Mm. But it's there. The spark is there. Yeah. Dana, it's been really lovely to get to know you on this show, and and I'm I'm Thanks pretty so much sure, for having me, guys. Oh no worries, and I'm pretty sure everybody has a, a way better picture of after the after that thirty minutes than just a quick intro on what you're about. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, amazing. Your book is called Worth Fighting For, and we can check it out uh, or buy it through your Facebook page, We Heart Dana Vulin, V U L I N, or on Insta, Dana Dash Vulin. Also, the website is danavulin.com.au. Um, make sure you head to thethinkergirls.com.au if you want to check out any of the other episodes. Give us a rating on iTunes. We're on Spotify now. There's lots of different places that you can find us, but you can also just stream by listening uh, at the Listen tab on the website. Until next week, thanks, chicks. Bye. Bye, Dana. Thanks. Were you part of this convo and want more? Yeah. Join our Thinker Girls posse on Facebook, Instagram, or thethinkergirls.com.au. Next week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. I think when people are really good or seem to be really confident or have achieved a lot, we then forget to give them compliments because maybe we don't think that they need them. But we all need compliments. We all need reassurance that we're on the right track. We all need a boost every day. My family will say to me, oh, you you know, you must get so many comments and you're good at this and you're good at that. And I feel like I never get a compliment. Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.